1: whether it's Louisiana, whether it's New York, whether it's Atlanta, Georgia, I am Brandon Robinson. Follow me on Twitter at Scoopy. Make sure that you guys know that Scoopy Radio is sponsored by Wooter Apparel. Make sure to use the promo code Snoop. That's S N O O P. When you use that promo code, you save twenty percent on your first purchase of Wooter Apparel. And on the line right now, it is Super Bowl week, and what better way to usher that in but with former two-time Super Bowl champions from the New England Patriots and the CEO Listen to Radio of Ocean97, Jarvis Green. He's on the line with Scoopy Radio. Jarvis, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. This really going great right now as your former team is in the Super Bowl. How do you feel? Man, look, another year with the New England Patriots. The
2: first thing I said, I mean, they won that game and on you know, the AFC Championship. And it's like... It kind of kind of, it's kind of like what Brandon Marshall said. You know, where's the rest of the competition? Where's the rest of the league? I mean, I'm very happy for the team. I mean, they've been doing big things. Belichick. I mean, got them guys on point. Um, just like when I played. You know, my three times that I went in eight years, they just, you know, we finesse, man. You no, know, the guys play tough. They train hard, mentally, physically. You know, I'm just happy to see them. You know, see them again in the uh, in the Superdome. I mean, the Super Bowl.
1: Make sure to follow Jarvis on Twitter at JarvisGreen97 and Instagram at TheRealJarvisGreen. Jarvis, Jarvis, you you talked about that AFC Championship game, the Jaguars, the New England Patriots. Literally, the Patriots were down by 10 in the fourth quarter, and they came back and they won it. Were you surprised? Man, I
2: I wasn't uh,
1: really surprised. I mean, if you sit and
2: watch the past history and the things that the guys have been achieving – uh, it's kind of like the Super Bowl, you know, back when they played all uh, in Houston against mm-hmm. the Falcons. It's like, you know, the game is not over until the fat lady sings. <laughs> and I think a lot of guys and opponents, when they're playing against them, they just – you can't take it for granted. I mean, it's four quarters in overtime, you know. But them coming back from a lead like that, that was really nothing because they did the impossible the year before.
1: in The biggest game in the, you know, in the world. You were drafted by the Patriots in the in the fourth round of the 2002 NFL draft, uh, and you became an integral member of the team's defense, including uh, Super Bowl uh, 38 and Super Bowl uh, 39 uh, championships. Brother, uh, when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and you look at the New Listen England Patriots uh, Part 2, uh, 2004 was the first run and 2018, years later, is the second run. Do you believe that those are the two best teams in the league going against each other right now? You know, um, I I think so. I think so. When you
2: see that type of um, when you see that type of achievement and the thing that the that the competition levels are so high in the NFL, you know, it's, it's week to week. You know, and it's some of the the best teams that you see are playing. But then towards the playoffs, it's kind of like what Coach Belichick always used to say: what you do in November, December, everybody remembers. So playing finesse football, playing tight strategy, and when you see those type of teams playing, and I know from us from the history and the things that we've done, the back to back, and you see the guys have the opportunity to do it again. I mean, I gotta say that's really hard because you got a bullseye on your back, on your chest. So every game you gotta play lights out just to get to this
1: point, or uh, to get to the Super Bowl, playing, you know, back to back after winning the first Super Bowl. We could How talk about Super Bowl, we could talk about Patriots, we could talk about Eagles all day. We will towards the end, but I I don't want to slow you down or cut you short. I'm really, really, really interested uh, in your business acumen after uh, And When I got this email about uh, what you have going on with Ocean 97, I can't, I'd can't. i be remiss if I didn't say that I thought of the movie Forrest Gump, because you work with shrimp. Shrimp salad, shrimp salad. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Ocean ninety seven. Uh, for those who don't know about it, you're dealing with shrimp all day. I mean, tell me a little bit about your business and how you got started after the NFL.
2: Well, I mean, you know what? I retired in two thousand ten. Living Denver for two years with the family out there, moved back. Went to school for construction management. I did a little construction. Uh, I wanted to do something different. I thought I would enjoy it. It just, it was just different for me coming in, coming out of football, going into putting a hard hat on, taking my home at all. But then I remember sitting down on the couch one day that I got one of my best friends. He's a uh, Vietnamese. He said, hey, Jarvis, um, I want him a favor, you know, and from a while, from years back, he said, hey, you ready to return that favor? I said, sure, what do you mean? He said, uh, I got my family. We got about 90 employees. We got access to over 800 shrimp boats of the Vietnamese co op, he said, could you help us sell some shrimp? I said, sell some shrimp. I said, man, look, I don't wanna sell I, just, I don't want to do anything in the South step on step on the wrong wrong person's toes. He said, no, no, no. I want you to go sell shrimp in um New England. I said, Wow. Okay, but I don't know one thing about shrimp. <laughs> he said, Man, look, we'll teach we we'll teach you everything. So Listen, right then and there radio. I met the seafood in control Met them, talked to them, you know, a little bit, and just like, hey, you want to try this out? I said, I got nothing to lose right now, man. You know, I just, I just want to do something different, you know, even outside of football. You know, So I, I had opportunities to go do coaching. I had opportunities to go do broadcasting, being an analyst, the boot camps, clinics, all that stuff, you know, with ESPN and, and blah, 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 you know, radio and all that. So I said, let me do something different. And I went in and did a six-month internship. Didn't get paid at all. Worked from the ground up, from the first person in the shrimp plant, sweeping, mopping, cleaning bathrooms, uh, cleaning the kitchen area, all with the peeling shrimp, the veining shrimp, the heading shrimp, breaking shrimp, freezing shrimp, handling shrimp, dropping shrimp, trip off. I did all those different things, and that took six months. So every so many weeks, I went to the next skill. And then from that, I remember at some point, you know, they hand me a Rosetta Stone, Vietnamese. I tried to look at that for about two weeks. I gave it back to them. I said, I'll be okay. I'll figure it out. And then uh, they had enough trust in me me that I started making phone calls at some point, maybe around the fourth month period. And I started making phone calls to retailers around the country, getting research. You know, thank God for Google. Mm -hmm. I I got ask a lot, you know, Google a lot of questions on what's this, what's that, how you do this, that. So, that was the full process, and after those six months, I think, about seven or 14 days after the six months, that's kind of when I had my, my, my first real deal uh, with the shrimp business, with a retail in the northeast, and then from there, I mean, you know, 18 months later, 2,000 stores later, you know, we from the east to <sighs> the west coast, across the board.
1: Forget Forrest Gump and Bubba in the 90s. Jarvis Green is, is the modern day bubble. I mean, man, you you talked about this you said mean, in every mean, sentence. Yeah. I think you oh. did that on purpose, but your ah. your Ocean your Oceans ninety seven. It says here is a national minority supply diversity chain. You began it in two thousand fifteen. Uh, and one of the things that I found very interesting about it is when you started in 2015, it was modest, but you guys legitimately um, experienced rapid growth uh, in July of 2017. And what I found very interesting about it is, I mean, if my grandmother or my mother saw this on QVC, I know it's essential. They say when you get an Oprah, you make it. But for your company being on QVC, I know you made it. I've been approached by Walmart. You, you, you know, yeah, would you say? Yeah,
2: that? I mean. I mean, you know, like the QVC thing, it's more like, you know, we, we got there, um, it was a lot of stuff in it was applications, going through the procedure. And think about QVC, because people, I started getting phone calls like crazy when they started finding out. And, you know, of course, everybody called, everybody had an answer. Everyone, mm-hmm. but they're not doing what you're trying to do. And if you look at QVC, every year, only 3% of the people who try to get on QVC, Gets on actual TV. So when people started calling me and had suggestions, and, and this is my first name, I say, have you ever did QVC? Or have you ever experienced it? And I say, at least I know for me I could take that and I could I could go I could go in my bed and lay down and say, hey, I've been on QVC. I've been through the process. I know what it takes. You're talking about 15,000 applicants, you know. Uh, two to three percent makes it. So just to have that under my belt on my war chest, and I know at the same time, they do want me to come back on. It's just that I've been I've been very busy launching for uh, Stop and Shop, and then I got a Walmart coming up, you know, in in the spring. So I've been very tied down to all those just just the opportunities out there.
1: And for those who are listening, I mean, this this is no 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 uh, storefront church. This is no no uh, no fly by night operation. I mean, you have a gourmet line uh, that features easy to cook meals in and bags, and you guys have four flavors. Uh, New Orleans style barbecue, Cajun curry, uh, people, yeah. chimichurri, and and garlic butter. Um, What's your favorite out of those four? Well, well, I mean, you know what? It depends on
2: what you like. I mean, I have the New Orleans barbecue. If you like a little Mardi gras, a little spice, yeah. you know, a little spice in your tank. And then I got the Cajun curry. or we call it coconut curry because because um it's it's a little different. When you say curry, people think spicy and hot, but this is a creamy, creamy, uh, delicate product. That goes well with anything. And all these products go well with pasta, rice, baked potatoes, salad, eggs, and your favorite protein. Now, the sauces you explain, that's the QVC stuff. But the Stopping Shop, the, fir- the four sauces that we're launching, going to be this Thursday, live time, this Thursday, on the shelf at the Stopping Shop. is going to be our coconut curry, the pomodori, our red gravy, and New Orleans barbecue. So you have a choice. And the thing about what I tell people, when you start tasting these these sauces and these meal kits, it's not like eating a TV dinner. When you eat a TV dinner, number one, it'll cost you 2 $3. and when you eat it, the flavors will disappear. And then when you read the back of the ingredients list, you got almost 100 ingredients, and you got a lot of alienated scientific words. My product, the max is you got maybe 28 ingredients, but I have a lot of net content, but it's stuff that a third grader can read. And when you taste <laughs> it, it's just for your palate, it's savoriness. It, it just sticks with you, man. You want to go grab a glass of wine and just wash it down. It's elegant, fine dining that is the best for under ten ninety
1: nine. You sound like Jay Z in four 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 when you said you're trying to give people a whole bunch of games for just nine ninety nine.
2: Oh my goodness, look! I gotta listen to that, I gotta listen to the album, man. I really <laughs> never got on the album. Yet, just haven't had time. But I heard that he was he, he was
1: preaching the masterminds, huh? He was teaching master classes, and he got snubbed at the Grammys. A lot of people, particularly here in New York City, were upset about that. But I hope he gets Listen it sooner or later. Huh? Yeah, but you know what, though? I mean, he's to the point. He's, oh, I
2: got you. I got you. He's to the point. I mean, he's been, he's been doing so much. Him and uh, the right-hand lady in success. I mean, they like him. Like, Let's take a break. You no, know, we kind of win all these things. Let's, let's let's grab a dollar. I totally understand where they're coming from.
1: Jarvis Green on the line with Scoopy Radio, and I agree. You, you, you talk about a dollar. Vegas uh, has the Philadelphia Eagles as a uh, 5.5 uh, underdog uh, against the New England Patriots. Yep. My mother hates when I say devil's advocate, so I, I, I always say angel's advocate. Um, if you were uh, not a New England Patriot, or you're a former New England Patriot, but say you were being objective and neutral, what would the Eagles have to do, in your opinion, to beat the New England Patriots?
2: For the Eagles to win this game, they would have to number one. If Grock is playing, they have to jam the tight end. You need to jam Cook, you need to jam Danny Amendola. Mm-hmm. off the line a few times just to reset them because, number one, they, they do have time and uh, patterns and routes for Brady to read off of. Now, another mm-hmm. thing is they need to tackle these guys. They need to play very, not good, but great on special teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully they can block a kick, block a punt, return some uh, kick return, a punt return because Steven Gonacosta will kick the ball and get you a touchback. And people just... It's kind of crazy because people want to see the returns, but those touchbacks are very, very important when you got a guy started at 20, not the 30. That's a big difference in chain movement, percentages, and all that good stuff. The number, the biggest thing though, Tom Brady has to put on his back Hmm. inside the pocket, pass rush, because people don't understand. I mean, Tom has a gift, and when he steps up, that's when he kills you. Do not make him step up. Squeeze the pocket, have the guys come around, but don't let them wrap around him let them come up, you know, maybe four or five yards, they come back under or come across. Because he's going to have to step up. But if he can't step up, they're going to pressure Tom Brady. But, of course, you know, coaches, I mean, coach, players play. And I think sometimes when, when you get beat on the head too many times, you forget all your your techniques and the basics. But that's you that's that. part of playing football. It's like playing chess, right?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, from the
2: first move to the last move, you got to stay precise, consistent, and you have to always think ahead two
1: steps. Let's keep it closer to home and familiar. What do the Patriots have to do yeah. to beat the Eagles?
2: Just play the way they've been playing. <laughs> Pretty
1: hmm. simple. <laughs> play the way they've been playing. Really, uh, I mean,
2: just score when they have to score, tackle when they have to tackle, make the big plays. That's how the Patriots have been beating everybody. They've been winning on um, big plays and turnovers. Look what happened last week. They had one freaking penalty. They're playing flawless. Perfection. Don't know what else to say, really. What makes Tom Brady special? He's more than the average bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy's, I mean, he's a legend in my book, man. I think everybody's book. The ones that hate him, no, he's a legend in their book. I mean, he just does things the right way. Uh, again, some things you can't teach. You know, Tom Brady ran a five-six-five-eight at the Combine. You know, when you're in the pocket throwing that ball, for 40 yards dash has nothing to do with playing, reading reading the defensive backs, you know, reading the linebackers, knowing what's in front of you. Just him and that offense, I mean, he's a general. You know, he knows everything about what he has to do to perform, he knows every position for us, the XYZ and the tight end on what they're doing, what their choice routes are. So, I mean, he walks in the game, you know, uh, with a W already. You do a
1: few things to stop him, and hopefully you can win. I come from a basketball background, and I tell people all the time um, that Tom Brady is the NFL's Kobe Bryant. Because you love yeah. to hate him, and he always wins.
2: Yeah, I agree. That's, that's the guy. Um, often, I mean, as far as basketball to football, Tom He's Brady's that Radio. guy. I, I, I saw something a while ago about it. It was talking about the New Patriots, or like uh, the Manchester team. Mm-hmm. The soccer team. Everybody hates him because they keep whipping everybody But you know? But but, but but what you're going to do? You got to beat him. You know, you got
1: to beat him. See, from a basketball perspective, I look at um, the Patriots like the San Antonio Spurs. Perfection, flaws. Mm-hmm. And and it starts with so Coach Popovich.
2: Up, oh, yeah, Popovich is a beast, man. He, he's, he's, uh, yeah, he don't make too many mistakes, man. Mm-mm. Most of the decisions he makes is pretty good. And Bill Belichick is the same way.
1: Dinner on the field. You forecasted my next question. What makes Bill Belichick special in your mind?
2: Been there with him for eight years. Uh, we do so much planning. People think it's all about what's on the field, but we do so much in the classroom. It's like going back to college. You know, bring your class book, bring your hard hat, bring your lunch pill, get ready to work because he will ask you a thousand questions mm. Then I get you know those questions wrong. You better know your playbook inside out. And and when the time, you know, when it comes on a game, I mean, preparation, you know, um, oh, I remember one of the coaches used to say, Romeo Cannell, he said, practice makes whatever it is, practice makes, makes you prepare or make, you you know, good for the game. Mm -hmm. And Romeo Cannell used to say, no, 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 he said, perfect practice prepares you for the game. You can't be in practice messing up and starting over. I remember when we was winning that back-to-back year, Mm -hmm. we had an hour and a half worth of practice. We was going through the drills. We wasn't making no mistakes. It was just like swift clockwork. Oh, next play, next period. That would be those two years back-to-back. It wasn't us screwing up. Everybody frustrated. Everybody, you know, fighting with each other. We never had that, man. We didn't even, like, put people on the ground. It was all technique stuff. Nobody got hurt. Technique. You go up in the locker
1: room. You get done. You watch film. You go home. Come back and do it again. Perfection. Here's my question about Bill Belichick. I've always been curious as a member of the media. Oftentimes, people talk about the Belichick way, and they talk about even how you know you guys respond to the media. Was there really like a class? Was there really like is it is it is it him saying don't say this, don't say that? Like, how do you guys operate? It maybe differently from you guys' perspective from maybe another team. Uh, I mean,
2: they're big on that. You know, when you come in, they, 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 they in a way, they, they put in a certain mindset that they want you to, to talk and act. You know, be professional. Mm-hmm. Um, make, make the right decisions. Don't talk about other people. You know, talk, mm-hmm. talk, talk for yourself, only for yourself. Um, I mean, they're big on that. You know, and not put people down. You know, not saying this guy's that, this guy that he can't play. I mean, you don't know who's gonna show up on that day and run and run right through your defense on your stop your offense. You know, so I mean, with the media, that was always big, always from the first day you walk in. They make sure that everything that they talk about, or everything that they do, is precise, and that uh, you're not affecting, you're not affecting the camaraderie and the chemistry of the one team.
1: I like that. So, Super Bowl Sunday party. Uh Listen to school would you TV go radio. with the New Orleans barbecue uh, shrimp? Would you go with the Cajun curry? You going with the garlic butter. What 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 uh what uh entree would you go with uh with, with the shrimp? You know what? Uh super bowl I would go
2: with either the barbecue or the cajun or the cajun coconut curry. I mean for the barbecue that's something you can use as appetizer. You get some uh some of the baguettes, the bread, toasted bread, you know, you get the shrimp, you can add other stuff to it. If need to, and just you know, dip the bread in there, Dip your shrimp. Cook it in the shrimp. But then you can dip your bread
1: and get the rest of that
2: that butter and that sauce up. And the same thing with the curry. But if you got like people coming over, you got the curry. Get some angel hair pasta. Uh, again, stuff it with some bread. If you want, you can add some extra, you know, butter, olive oil to it. If you want to stretch it, you know. But it's a good sauce, good flavor. Um, I think people will appreciate that. A lot when, when, they put their, when they put their hands
1: on it. They take the first bite. Scoopy Radio on the line with Jarvis Green promoting Ocean's 97. He is the owner and president of Ocean's 97. Make sure you guys check that out. Follow him on Twitter at Green 97 Instagram, the real Jarvis Green. Uh, when you were talking about that bread and that garlic and that butter, man, you were giving me imagery of sitting in a Portuguese restaurant, I must say.
2: Uh, ha, ha. Yeah, man. Look, that, that's some good stuff, man. Make sure the people have to understand. When I'm saying New Orleans, uh, you know, style of barbecue shrimp, it is not the barbecue that you go get from Memphis or Tennessee, the ribs or St. Mm-hmm. Louis. It's it, it not that. It's a New Orleans thing that started maybe 60, 70 years ago. We had a few restaurateurs that invented it. It started right in the kitchen. And, and it's crazy because you can read so much stuff about the history, but it came from a French background. And some guy came from traveling. He went in, he said, let's try this. He messed something up, and that was that's that way it was created the New Orleans style barbecue shrimp. And with the flavor, the richness it's very bold. Uh, it's something pretty simple and easy. You Use a lot of butter for it, but hey, it's 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 what you want because it's not like again, you're not like you're eating, you know, a TV dinner. This is something rich. You come to some of the best restaurants down on the bayou in New Orleans, they will have that barbecue shrimp on the menu.
1: Oh, I like New Orleans all day, babe. All day. You heard me? <laughs> <laughs> so when, when we got on the phone earlier, when when, you, when we greet each other, you asked me how I was doing. I said, I'm trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. And you said you trying to make, what you say? You said you're trying to make uh, $25 out of penny, a penny, right? A penny. a penny. A penny out of $25. I could turn that penny and, and, and get folks
2: to understand the concept and what's going on that it's not just for me for everybody to eat. And, you know, and again... So, 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 like for shrimp, this seafood, this is like one one of those things in the world that you got so many people that have to touch this product before the end user gets it, or the customer at their home. You know, so you go from cedar table, you got you got the shrimp in the ocean, Mother Nature giving to you. You got the boat catching it, it gets to the dock. That guy got to put his hands on it, break it down, and then they go. Sometimes they go to another dock, cross dock, or they go to the shrimp processor. You gotta crank it down and get it right nice and clean and neat for the customer. But then you got a guy like Ocean ninety seven walk in and wanna put all that together you wanna to give somebody give the customer something unique. And from that it goes to the, the retailer and then the customer get it. You talking about wild caught Gulf shrimp, product in the USA. My product is one hundred percent on this ground, this this good old USA soil, blood, sweat, from those local fishermen in the area you know working every single day to get this product from sea to table on a customer plate so every time they buy that product and see that product at stopper Shop in May going to be Walmart we got a few other people you know that's coming up for as retailers they will be supporting local economy all the time so remember support home support family I mean this is our this is our country. Just, just, everything helps our economy, and I'm glad I'm be a part of that. Ocean
1: 97. La- last question, the this million dollar question: what, what is your prediction for the final score uh, on Super Bowl Sunday? 35-28, Green three Patriots wins. You heard it first, Jarvis Green. Scoopy Radio. Check out Ocean's 97.
2: Be, if they get that score. Hey, man, look, holler at me.
1: <laughs> Thirty-five forty-eight. You heard it first. Brother, thank you for joining us on the program. Thank you, sir. My man. Thank you for the time. Go to
2: dot 97com Check
1: it out. Let's get it. Scoop B Radio. Overcome.
0: Hold up. What was that?